Conversation on this Martin Luther King Day. I'm Beth Ann Kozlovich. Good morning, Chris. Morning, Beth Ann. The song's a reminder of the long effort it took to make this day into a holiday. And what this uh, day means now in, in 2015 here in Honolulu and around the country. It's going to continue to mean a lot and have that meaning change year by year. And we're going to talk more about that today as we move into the show. We'll be talking just uh, about how some local efforts are happening here in Honolulu. But first, yes, we know that Martin Luther King was, above all, a man of the clergy. But what about women in the clergy? You probably look to the corporate world to judge how well women in the workplace are doing, and some industries have cracks in their glass ceilings, and many small businesses, of course, are owned by women. But what about the progress of women in the clergy? Christine DiGiacomo is the executive director of Pastor Women Corporation and has been tracking the progress of female clergy around the country. She joins us now by phone from her office in San Clemente, California, to talk about how Hawaii stacks up. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for being here. You talk about breaking the stained glass ceiling, not something that a lot of us think about when we talk about the progress of women in uh, in the workplace, but for some women like you, the workplace is actually a house of worship. How do women stack up? Well, it's interesting because um, if you Google female pastors, none of them are cross-referenced in the corporate world. So for me, yes, that is the world in which I pastor, and it is different than chaplaincy because it's not just going from business to business. It's pastoring a particular group of executives. And what does that mean for the rest of us who are going to look at how would you pastor a group of executives differently than how you would pastor a congregation? Well, actually, uh, there are similarities because no matter what your group is, uh, you you know them, you know their interests, you know um, that thing to which they are striving and so, therefore, I gear a lot of what I counsel and guide them toward um, as it pertains to their business, which is an international company and happens to be in the stone business. So I, I follow what they do, and um, I also speak to the needs that um, are theirs peculiarly as individuals. For other women who you know who are also pastors, not necessarily to folks in the corporate world, but just generally how, how do they say they're doing? How have you been following their progress across the country? You know, it all depends, frankly, on what denomination they align themselves with. Because some of the old-line Protestant uh, denominations, if you will, the Presbytery, the United Methodists, for instance, their numbers are increasing. Their numbers are increasing, but the stained glass uh, ceiling, if you will, strongly exists in the evangelical world still. And obviously in the Catholic Church. Most definitely. Do you go beyond Christian denominations? 
Have you taken a look at what's happened in other religions? Uh, yes, because there again, the, the, it depends. Now, even if you look at Judaism, with the three sectors of Judaism, there's more open, opening for women in you know, the reform area of Judaism than certainly than there would be in the conservative or the orthodox, which has no place, <laughs> virtually no place except the home. So, yes, I do, um, because I find it interesting to see where there's room for women to follow their calling to serve God. And it's not a feminist issue for me, not, not at all. So if it's not feminist, what is it? It's calling. It's purpose. It's uh, stepping into the thing for which you were gifted and without which the world around you would not be impacted. You know, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm all those things, but I'm an educator and I'm passionate about what I do, and it's uh, led me. I've not just pastored in the corporate world, but I've been a street minister um, on the streets of L.A. I've um, pastored young people in the high school, um, athletes in particular, for four years in my local large public high school. So I take advantage of the place um, that I, where I am and, and try to point. I, the fact is I love people. I love their stories. And I really love God, and I love people to tell people His story. So, yes, I concentrate certainly um, a lot of my efforts currently on the corporate world, the gentlemen that I lead, and they, at this point, are primarily gentlemen in, on this executive board. But beyond that, I write briefings every day that go to 127 countries, straight out of Scripture. So I find that there's a huge call for people to know God. They just not have to figure out how to access Him so in Chris today's world. So, Christine De Giacomo, how do you do this and and not feel thwarted when you know that some of these religions don't regard what you have to say simply because you're a woman? Oh, believe me, I've bumped up against it, and um, primarily the kickback comes from conservative Christian pastors, and I want to be very careful to be honoring, and so I regularly turn and look them in the eye and said, say, don't you realize we're on the same team? And then I realize at the end of the day, I'm not following their calling, and they're not following mine. So I have to be true to that which, which I believe I was called, and I know I've been called, and it's been confirmed and affirmed, so therefore I'm empowered by knowing that, that you see the result. So how about the people that you know who are also doing what you are doing, but they're doing it here in Hawaii? Do you have any